It's a Say It With Your Chest Friday here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, live from the star in Frisco, Texas. It's week five, and this is a special Say It With Your Chest Friday as the Cowboys face the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday night football. Isaiah Stanback, we've got Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the back. Gentlemen, it's here. It is. Week five. That's right. It is finally here. It is. At football. How excited are you now that you have gotten through the week? You're getting close to, I mean, Nick's going to hop on a plane here in about 24 hours, and you guys are going to make the trip out to the West Coast. Isaiah and I are going to take our final notes for pregame. That's get right. ready to put on a show at 6 p.m. Central Time. and Tune in. You should tune in. There's going to be a lot of info this week. Yeah. I, 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 might, I might make an appearance on that show as well. Oh! The streets are saying, I don't know. Ooh, the, streets. the streets is talking? Yeah, the streets are talking. Mm. Are they mm. talking good things? <laughs> yeah, like the same cadence and We've been around too long. Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, same cadence. Far too much work together, for sure. But, yeah, how are you feeling? Has your, your feeling changed from Monday to Friday this week? Um, I... I wouldn't say so. I I feel like the Cowboys win on Friday, and not to get too or on Friday wow. on Sunday, not to get too far into our pick'em and, and the oh, fourth segment. Early disclosure. Yeah, early now, disclosure. Now half of I, the I, pick I, all right, guys, made. show's over. <laughs> John made his pick on like Tuesday. But regardless, I I feel like it's going to be a really good game that's going to come down in the fourth quarter, and yeah. I, it's going to be a fun environment. It's going to be a ton of fun out there. But really excited. Yep. Yeah. Making the trip out to the West Coast. What was it like playing? You you got to play against San Francisco a couple times. Yeah, and playing in San Francisco. What was that like? Um, it's, it's a, be honest with you, it's going to sound crazy, but it's just it was just another game. Mm. Um, but you were at Candlestick, right? Yeah, yeah throwback. Yeah, yeah throwback. Absolutely. Um, it was just another game, I, and there wasn't there wasn't too many teams that I faced that I was like, okay, this is amazing. Um, environment's amazing. Like it just, I don't know. Ball was ball to me. Mm. Um, I know that's not exciting. I'm sorry, everybody. It's not. Uh, that's really, how it has to be, though. I really, I really looked at things like it was just mm-hmm. the next thing on the, on the docket. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it was a business trip. I wasn't going there to sightsee. I was going there to execute a game plan. We were going out there collectively to try to walk away with a dub, and that's really all that mattered. Um, that's why a lot of my a lot of my career was just a blur because it's just like, mm-hmm. all right, well, you guys remember this game? Remember this game? I'm like, I I don't. I, like, I'm I'm really a yeah. person that. That neuralizes myself after every week. You remember the Super Bowl? Huh? Yeah, I remember that. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, just making sure. Yeah, just making yeah. sure. But I mean, probably get you in therapy. But even too. that, but like seriously, like even like that, like there's a lot of things that I just don't remember. Like I just, I don't know. I've never been the one to really just kind of take in a moment and like really digest it. I'm, I'm always going to like what's next, and that's been me with all my achievements. That's been me with all my experiences. It's always what's what's next. Like that's grateful for. It doesn't mean I disregard it, mm-hmm. but it's just like I'm I'm literally on to the next thing. And, it, and it, because of that, I forget a lot. It doesn't really work well with my wife. She's like, you remember when the kids was this? I was like, hmm? oh, <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Dang. It sucks. I know it's bad. It's a bad <laughs> trait, but like I, I, I attribute it to all the different systems I was in. Mm. And as a quarterback, I had to press delete. I had to press delete. I had to delete my old stuff because otherwise you'll get mixed up. And I, I learned that really when I left here. When I left here and went to New England, I had to delete my entire memory <laughs> memory bank because the formations were the same but different names. The motions were the same, different names. Concepts were the same, different names. So if you're still holding on to your old stuff, you're going to screw yourself up. Yeah. If If you had to choose the Cowboys to have that mindset where it's be a goldfish and forget it and Mm -hmm. and kind of move on and and just take this as another game, or if you wanted them to channel that emotion, to channel Mm -hmm. the revenge factor that we talked about from a media standpoint, which one would you rather them try and channel this week? I have to choose one or two. One or the the other. And I'm not saying overly revenge factor-ish where it's the only thing and they're too hyped up. I'm saying the the right amount of hype versus the right amount of next game mentality. I would say next game. I would say next game. Even then? I would say the next game even then because if you get caught up in the emotions of the game, you'll, you'll forget your assignments. The, the, the emotions and the interpersonal battles, um, the, sorry, not the interpersonal, but the in, individual battles, those become the primary versus the mission. And if I'm so concerned with hitting Trent Williams in the mouth because he's talking so much, mm-hmm. instead of being in lane discipline, now all of a sudden I, I put my team in a bind. 
So I think I would lean more towards the next game and making sure you execute your game plan versus, you know, trying to get the revenge factor. What would you choose? What was the, What were the options? So take the next game up, just another game mentality that Isaiah is talking about what he kind of went through throughout his career or channel that emotion in a good way. Channel the the emotions of going into this matchup and having the the past on the mind with it being the 49ers. I, I think there's a little bit of both that you could use. It, it depends on what the opponent is and what what the ramifications are on the other side. Not fair, Nick. I couldn't choose either. I can't choose both. You have to yeah, pick one. You got to pick one. But Not you only, fair. But you only have one. one brain, right? And, and it works both ways. <laughs> yeah, um, but this one brain only gets to choose dang one. You. So you, <laughs> dang you. Can't, you. Can't, can't try and go right down I, I really tried to finagle that. As yeah, you did. I know. Uh, you both honestly, honestly, though, like more so than anything, it would probably be the latter in the fact where like you just have to reset like because every game is different or every moment is different. Yeah. Uh, for me, I guess... It, individually it's you know there's big moments in my career there's big moments in Kyle's career and you know you cut every single one is different because there's different eyes every single time so uh, I, I would take it in that sense but if it's like the biggest thing I've ever done for sure I'm gonna you know take some emotion out of that because that's I, I want that to be able to amplify me as well so yeah yeah, I think there's ways, like you said, the obvious answer is a little bit of both. Yeah. Take take a little bit of that revenge factor. Take a little bit of that motivation that you've had all week. Dak Prescott's talked about it on a number of occasions, uh, both after the game Sundays, yesterday with the media. There are ways to take that and channel it in the right direction, but you don't want to go over over the top. And you want to take it as, this is week five. You can't win or lose the Super Bowl in week five. You, you certainly can't. But there's ways that you can certainly build in the right direction. Yep. Of course, going against a good team like this, getting a good test, seeing that competition, and seeing how you stack up against it. All right, let's take a look at some of the news and notes. What's going on around Cowboys Nation? Yeah, I don't have a ton today. Uh, three things that we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, first, uh, Mike McCarthy was asked on 105.3 The Fan this morning about Randy Gregory now that he is available. Uh, we haven't brought that brought that up on this show this week. I, I feel like we'll all have the same opinion here. But Mike McCarthy, he said, I haven't been a part of those discussions. Obviously, I thought Randy had a fine, fine season his last year here, but I don't have anything to report on that front. I don't see a value there. I'm just gonna leave it up there. <laughs> you wanted there. to say something else? No, no, not really. I, that's, say that's really it with it. your chest. That, no, it that's, is a that's really. I don't see any value there. Like okay. I, I don't know why it's even a talking point. I mean, this pass rush group is fine, and yeah. if you're if you want to bring in a guy who didn't work out after that big of a contract, I'm I'm, I'm straight. Okay, what do you think about Randy Gregory and the potential? Cowboys Nation has been talking about it, and they should. He was good while he was here yeah. when he was available. I think if you were able to add him for, like, nothing, you know, slim to nothing or a very low overhead, then mm -hmm. I'd say why not? You know, add him, to the, add him to the pot. But if you have to spend any kind of, you know, respectful money on him, then I'd say no. I mean, mm -hmm. to your point, Nick, I mean, this, that group, that position group is about as deep. <clears throat> it is the deepest position group on your team. So I don't think that you need somebody else. But if you if you have the extra money and you had the extra roster spot, um, you which know, you don't, by the way, don't anymore. Um, I would say yes, but I mean, we know Jerry Jones loves him. We know that they had a you know a little falling out there at the last moment of the contract negotiations. Um, he went to go get chase the money that he felt was was due to him because due to language, you know. But, he would probably be close to the veteran minimum if yeah. you wanted to bring him back. I feel like if you if you can get him for the veteran minimum or close to it because he's already got cashed out from Denver, then, yep. then why not? As long as he doesn't make, as long as his personality doesn't mix, doesn't mess up what you have going on in the locker room. Do you think that that's a possibility? I don't. There's always a possibility. I don't. I don't know him I personally. I don't want to take that chance. Yeah, I don't know him personally to add that. But I mean, the thing is, at this point in the season, if you wanted to add that and you realize that that's not the move, their contract's not guaranteed at this point. So you can literally bring him on. It's not working. Okay, cancel him. But I would say, any any organization knows who he is is the Dallas Cowboys. Well, and no doubt about that. I mean, you, but you, you and I were sitting up there in Denver. Mm -hmm. For that joint practice yeah. last year, yeah, where it was the first time that they had seen yep. Randy Gregory as a part of the Broncos, wasn't even padded up, mm -hmm. wasn't even suited Starting up, it up, but he was there yeah. in the thick of it. I love it. I mean, and, and he was <laughs> when he's on your team. I oh love it. Oh my gosh, there was so much talking. <laughs> it was just it was way yeah. overboard. Yeah. I get it. There's a level of talking, and I love it too. I really yeah. do. I love the competitive, the competitiveness. Uh, Competition, the competitiveness. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, whatever that word is. I love that. Yeah. I really do. But 
in that specific scenario, then it got to the point where I was like, all right, all right, Randy. Oh, okay. no, I, I get, listen, oh, okay. listen. All right. There was a lot of spite going on. There was a lot of hate was going on. I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of that, right? You, you leave the team that you love and thought you were going to be with your whole career, and all of a sudden you have to have a two-day padded practice with them where you're not padded up. Yeah, you're going to spark some stuff up, right? You're, you're, you're feeling some type of way. But – he was nothing but good things for for Dallas when he was on the field. So when I mean, he was I, available. When he was available, because he wasn't always like available. I said, when he was on the field. As I, I left that other aspect out. But again, you can't if, leave that other aspect. Yeah, out, I mean, you have, at this point in his career, yes, you can. I mean, he's he's past that. I mean, people move on. People have experiences. They have bad experiences. You learn from them and you move forward. Um, I think Dallas was a huge reason why he was able to move forward. The resources that they gave him, the support they gave him. If he's in a good space, if he's healthy, all those things, and you can get him for the close to the veteran minimum. I would add him to the pot as long as he doesn't disrupt what you already have going on because he is a heck of a player. So if you can get a heck of a player and he doesn't disrupt what you have going on and he only adds to it, I don't see why you wouldn't. I just don't see where— Especially when you're early in early in the season, right, and he has plenty of time to catch on to what you're doing, and it. he's a lot larger of a defensive end than you already carry. There's only one other DN on your team mm-hmm. that possesses his size. Why would you not want to add that? I— uh... It's it's so interesting because you look at the numbers of when he was playing for Dallas. I mean, 14 games in 2018, uh, 20 in 2020 because he missed all of 2019. 2021, he had 12 games. So when he was there, he was active. He had six sacks, three and a half, six sacks mm-hmm. again. Uh, but then in Denver, after he gets that, that jump and pay, he played in just 10 games total mm-hmm. with, between two seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he played in three or in, in all four of the games this year. He had the one sack, and so he was at least healthy and, and on the field this year. I don't see where you take away a roster spot for Randy Gregory because are you going to cut Viliami Fajoko to make a roster spot? I don't think so. That's a draft pick. Whether or not he's pr- been productive, I don't think you're making that pick. He was a fourth round pick. You're not going to do that. Not in a, not as a re- not as a rookie like. We didn't that. do that last year. Hmm? We didn't do that last year? Did yeah, but I think they learned a lesson there last year. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Ridge. Or two Ridge Ridgeway was a six-round pick. Yeah, fourth, six. Fourth is a different like, – that's a, pro, that's a I premium pick. I, I, listen, the, decisions – and again, I'm I'm taking the emotions out of it. I'm I, sure. you, know, you know I do that. I take the emotions out of it, okay? Sure. In terms of experience, in terms of what he does – Right. Well, I don't care what he really did in Denver because guys turn it on and turn it off. That's the reality. People don't want to hear that. That's mm-hmm. the facts. Okay. Based upon your situation, based upon how you know encouraged you are, the reality is he didn't really want to leave Dallas. He didn't want to leave Dallas. Okay. So he goes out there disgruntled already, and then he finds himself in a situation that's probably it wasn't the best situation. They sucked for a little while. Okay. And they still are trying to figure that out. Okay. So he, I'm pretty sure he turned he turned it off. Okay. He turned the tap off. I don't understand why, if you take the emotional side of it out and all the all the other stuff, his history, all that jazz, he is a productive player when playing. And if his contract is not going to be holding you down and he's able to make con- more contributions than some of the other guys that you're carrying on your roster, carrying the same position, yep. regardless of your initial investment into those guys, your end game is you're trying to walk away with this season with a ring. And if you can learn anything – from anybody, go back a couple of years to the doggone Rams. They loaded up, right? And they loaded up, but they traded away everything. This, you wouldn't. Why would you not continue to build upon something if you have a, a viable asset that can add to your room? As long as he doesn't take away from your room. He adds to your room. You get size. You get a one-on-one dominance. You get a run-stopping ability. You get all those things in one person. I don't see why, as long as he doesn't disrupt what you already have going on. I think the most difficult thing for me to be able to justify is him taking a roster spot over a different position group. Yeah, I, no, I'm not doing that. that that's the toughest yeah. thing to. That's the toughest thing for me. That's and, why I threw out Fajoko is really the only option. See, my right? thing yeah. is, let's see again. I'm trying to take the emotion out of it. If you take, is anybody picking up Fajoko if you if you cut him? Yes. Be, be honest. Yes. Yeah, probably. Definitely so. <laughs> probably. Definitely. Probably. Devin Harper just got picked up. He was a fifth round pick that from two years prior. And they he got Devin blocked. Harper has way more film than Fajoko. Uh, still, I, I I mean he's a premium pick who who was productive in college. I get Dallas it. had to go up and they didn't trade up to get him, but they had to pick him. I hear you. In I'm that not fifth. I'm not disrespecting. Round. I'm just saying that if anybody on your roster right now has been hidden in terms of what they can do in the league, it's been Fajoko. Mm-hmm. 
But so, you have him for four years on a rookie contract as opposed you. to maybe Randy Gregory on a one-year veteran I, minimum. I get it. I get it. Again, my mindset is what? who's going to make the contribution to help me get the ring? That's my mindset. I get, again, and, and everybody's not in that mindset. And everybody, and most people it. aren't. Most people are not. I see where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, most I, people I really are do. not. I, I am trying yeah. to – If that's why I'm not GM, though. <laughs> that's why I'm not the GM. However, my goal is to get a ring. I'm not trying to continue to position myself Agreed. for a potential yeah. ring. That's what Dallas's history has been for you the last 30 years. It's, it's <clears throat> get a ring. If the goal is to get a ring, then there's no reason to add another defensive lineman. That's okay. just that's just my okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, take Randy Gregory's name out of it. Okay. Uh, I, I it, there's just no reason to add anything to that group. Okay. In my opinion. In my opinion. It's my opinion. And yeah. there's other spots that you could add. Absolutely. If those, if there were that. viable people that at those position groups, you would jump all over it. <laughs> you just went up another. <laughs> you would. You would. I'm saying, if there were addition, if there were an offensive alignment out there that yeah. you felt good about, you would grab him in a heartbeat. No doubt. Yeah. No Not doubt about close. it. If I can be absolutely dominant, which I'm already doing a pretty doggone good job of it at the defensive line position, right? If I could be absolutely dominant without a shadow of a doubt, no matter who's on the field, no matter what rotation is in there, why would I not? Because the probability of somebody getting hurt at some point in time is is high. It's high. Yeah, this is week five of seventeen. Long way to go. It's a long freaking way to go. Like load up. If there's position groups, you just load it up at the quarterback position. You didn't need that. You might. You might. You always might. You know what I'm saying? You always <laughs> yeah. might. You know, like there's that's what I'm saying. Like don't wait until you need it. To, I get it to load up on it, especially if you can get it for the discount. Double check. And it's not going to dis- disrupt. It's only going to add. That's my whole purpose. If you check those boxes, why the heck not? Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. Um, second news and note. Yeah. We were, uh, we've talked about it a little bit this week oh. about how uh, Trey Lance could potentially kind of help this match up with the offensive staff and, and even with the defensive unit as well. That was a big talking point yesterday uh, during locker room availability. We asked Dak Prescott about it first. Um, here's what Dak had to say. He's been, he said, He's been very helpful, honestly, just in the way their defense can move, certain calls that uh, they may have to, to make if we put them in certain positions, things you kind of see on film, but getting some definitive answers from him on how they did things. He's been very helpful. Uh, and then Trey, we, they tried to ask Trey about it, and Trey was like, yeah, I'm just you know doing everything I can to help, You know, excited to take on a bigger role this week. And you know he, he was very hush-hush. Everyone's very hush-hush, mm-hmm. obviously, about what exactly is going into that. Dak, I think, gave the most as to what's happening behind behind the scenes. But um, a lot of late nights with uh, probably the offensive and defensive units. Even Demarcus Lawrence, was he laughed whenever he was, it was brought up. And he was like, hey, it's been very well. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, what do you guys think? Uh, I feel like I'm going to defer to you, former quarterback who played against his former team in a Super Bowl. And I definitely had meetings. Yeah? I yeah. definitely had meetings. I was definitely picking off hand signals. I was definitely doing all those things. You, you, you started with the Patriots, then you went to the Giants, mm-hmm. and then you were trash-talking Tom Brady on the sideline through the <laughs> Super Bowl. It, it, so I just want everybody that may not know that about you to, to have yeah. the background. So I played, I played quarterback and receiver for the New England Patriots, and then a couple years later I was playing for the New York Giants against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And absolutely, you, you got to be out of your mind if you think that I'm not going to utilize my knowledge of the offense to assist my defense to help win a doggone Super Bowl ring because that's what it's about. Win a ring! It's about winning a doggone ring. And you get a lot of times most guys – if they have a shot, it's usually one shot. Yep. One shot. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely, they're they're picking the crap out of Trey Lance's brain. They want to get all the information they can. And San Francisco is doing everything they can to make alterations to what they have been doing naturally. But the reality of the matter is, after the first half, they're going to fall right back into what they did before. Yeah. Hopefully it goes better than last week for New England. Mm, <laughs> true. So. I mean, it's it's not a foolproof system by any means. Will Greer no. went in there and blew up the whole system. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will, Will maybe, Greer was interrogated, and he gave them all the wrong info. Yeah, That's maybe he's still was. a cowboy at heart. You know, yeah. uh, he's trying to help out his guys. <laughs> I saw him talking to Dak pregame. It looked a little too friendly. <laughs> he, was like, hey, he was like, "Hey, Mac, you know what Deron Bland sucks at? Leighton across the field." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw it across your body a couple times. Um, last news and note I have: uh, Dak Prescott was just kind of talking about the matchup yesterday, and uh, I asked him about Brandon cooks and um if this is a type of game that he can break out in i know we talked about it yesterday on this show um and he said he's a special player and his big day is going to come maybe this week he's going to win his one-on-ones he's going to always be open when that look is advantageous and they give him one-on-ones i think for us and for myself it's more about just featuring him and getting it to him Mm -mm. 
So uh, this kind of piggybacks on what we talked about yesterday, that there's an opportunity here for Brandon Cooks to have a big game in San Francisco. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of banking on it at this point. You know, I feel like we've been talking about it every week, the last two or three weeks. Like, okay, okay this is going to be the game. Okay, I think this is going to be the game. <laughs> this time, I really feel like it's going to be the game. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I think it's the game, too. I, and even just based off of the conversation that, like you said, that Dak had yesterday that you've had with, uh, Mike McCarthy even says, I mean, McCarthy doesn't normally give a whole lot whenever he's at the podium, but he has talked a lot about Brandon Cooks, and he has kind of brought that to the table. So I'm interested to see how they utilize him. And I hope they utilize him in the way that Isaiah has been outlining throughout the week. I mean, there is an opportunity mm-hmm. against this secondary. Watch special edition. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Watch special edition. I mean, we talked about it yesterday, but if you guys want to see it, Kyle and I broke it down on an episode of special edition. When does that come on? Sunday uh, yeah, Sunday or Saturday night. Saturday night and Sunday morning. I, I, it's on the website. Okay, it's on yeah. the website. There you go. Yeah, check that out. That'll give you guys a full I'll understanding. Take a clip of it. I'll tease it out there. there so I'll, it'll teaser. be on my Twitter at Kyle underscore Jones. Such a tease. Well, I'll uh, put a link there too. They can check it out. All right, all right, all right. Let's take our first break. When we come back, Nick Harris is going to dive under the radar. Give us some guys to watch and some matchups to watch for the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. We've got plenty more to talk about. And we've got our Pick'em segments coming up. We have a changing of the guard again at the top of the Pick'em segments. And Isaiah already has a pretty good feeling. Well, that's coming up. If you want to be a part of our Pick'em segment, by the way, 888-855-2297. Go ahead and get on the phone line and be a part of the show and represent the fans. We'll be right back after this with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile bank. App only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. This portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Hope you got your oats in this morning, Isaiah. I did not get my oats in this morning. Oh, that's no. why I feel super. I just feel good. Yeah, you mm. just feel solid. I'm, so, I'm feeling not super. fabuloso today. Yeah, I'm not fabuloso. Uh, all right, I've got some stats just to throw out there between the Cowboys and the 49ers before we get to Nick Harris's key matchups. This is the 19th all-time meeting of the Super Bowl era between an undefeated team 
and the top scoring defense entering week five or later, the undefeated team in those matchups is 14 and four mm. in the prior matchups, and they've won four straight entering this matchup on Sunday night. Uh, the last team that was the number one scoring defense to win was the 2009 Colts, mm. who went on to win the. Uh, or they went on to lose in the Super Bowl to Drew Brees and the Saints back then. That was the last time that that had happened. Hmm. Why you Why you look puzzled? Because I I, I'm, I played against the Colts that year. Yeah, thinking about that. Yeah, thinking about. Were that you the game. undefeated team? No, I was with New England that year. Sunday Night Football, Tom Brady versus Eli. I mean versus uh, Peyton. Mm. Fun. It was, it was fun. Was Peyton undefeated then? Oh no, that's what that's what maybe I flipped it. Maybe the Colts lost that game. Let me look. I'm gonna look at it. Maybe the Colts were the undefeated team and they lost to Isaiah Stanback and I think about that defense. You mentioned that defense. I'm thinking, yeah, "Mm." was that defense that good? (laughs) I don't remember them being that good. (laughs) I'm not way with them that day. That was Dwight Freeney. And (laughs) another another stat that I found was interesting this is the fifth meeting between the Cowboys and the 49ers when both teams. Hold a 750 winning percentage or better. The first meeting of the sort came in 1981 in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco won that game 28 27, went on to win the Super Bowl. Second matchup, 1992, NFC title game, won by the Cowboys 30 20 before winning the Super Bowl. And then the final two came in the same season the 1994 regular season and the 1994 NFC title game. Both were won by the 49ers. Who eventually did what? Setting up a halfback pass with Christian McCaffrey. I'm not. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to happen this week. Could, but I think it's going to happen eventually down the line. Like it. It, it looks too perfect. Ayuk. He was going. To, he ran a route, but then blocked. But like it was designed for for McCaffrey to go out there and run. But they're, they're setting something up there. Mm. Just can we run that little, across the hall? Film. Can we go get that to Dan Quinn? Maybe. I'm he sure just... he knows. He he probably knows a lot more things than I do. <laughs> probably. Yeah. He's like, man, I, I found so. that out like last Tuesday, like before they even ran it. He's like, come on, dude. Yeah. He's like, come on. I, I he, saw it pre-snap. Like, yeah. He's Heisenberg. He knows all. Oh, um, that's a good reference. I, I like that, actually. You ready uh, for matchups? Let's do key matchups. Okay, so key matchups, really easy this week. I mean, because there's so many on both sides of the ball. I, it literally took me about 10 minutes to identify which ones I wanted to go with mm. here. Um, first off, I, I think the one that is more enticing for me than any is uh, Joey Bosa versus Terrence Steele. Uh, I, I think Terrence Steele is going to have his work cut out for him. That's um, That goes without a doubt. Um, but also, just kind of prove, um, you know, that he's, he's going to be here for a long time. Um, what do you guys think about this? What do you think Terrence Steele can do specifically to keep Bosa in check? Protect the inside. So I'd rather him run him around the hoop. Mm-hmm. So if Bosa wants to come off the ball like Lightning McQueen and run the edge, push him around. Let him run the dog on the hula hoop and let Dak step up in the pocket. What I don't want Terrence Steele to do is overset. Right, because he re- because he re- respects Bosa's speed so much that he plays upfield and Bosa hits him underneath. Those are the plays that suck because that that's what when your tackles overset right to the outside, leaving a vacant hole inside on their left hip. Right from Terrence Steele's perspective, that is what gives quarterbacks bubble guts. That's mm-hmm. what makes them unsure and unsettling. That's what gives them the happy feet. Now all of a sudden. Not only are they uh, you know, escaping the pocket too early, but now all of a sudden they their eyes are not longer no longer looking down the field. Now they're not setting their feet to throw accurate passes. So as long as you know that I can always step up in the pocket, regardless of what's going on, I'm not, you're not getting pushed back into me, nope. and you're and you're not giving up any pressure inside. Right, I'm okay with that as a quarterback. So that's my ask for Terrence Steele. As long as he can do that. I think he'll be perfectly fine. You talked a lot about that yesterday. And there, there's a lot that is on the hands of Terrence Steele, um, hands specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to uh, to fight off Joey Bosa. I was looking at the the that side of the front seven. So the, the whole right side of the San Francisco defense, the ones that would be either stunting or going straight at Terrence Steele. I've been saying Joey this whole time. I met Nick. What was that? I've been saying Joey this whole time. I've been meeting Nick. Oh, Nick Bosa. Yeah, Bosa yeah. boys. Bosa That's boys. one of those They're, guys. Uh, you see him each of the next two weeks. <laughs> so you'll get it right at some point. Yeah, back to back. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say Joey or uh, Nick next Nick week. Nick next week. <laughs> okay, you got to say God. Nick this week, Joey next I'm, week. I'm, I'm typically pretty good about that, too. Yeah, you are. All right, So, but, but the right side of the San Francisco defense, the guys that are going to directly go up against Terrence Steele at times, Nick Bosa – First out of 112 edge rushers this season in terms of PFF grade. 
And the rest of the guys on the off or on the defensive line, Hargrave, Armstead, are all top ten. Yeah. The, those guys are both top ten. Then you've got Burks at the next level, who has a higher grade than all three of those guys at his perspective position coming downhill as well. Now he's had limited snaps. So he's got a higher grade, limited yeah. snaps, so he doesn't qualify for the rankings. But he's up there, too, in terms of what he does at the same linebacker position. They're going to challenge Terrence Steele. Mm. Steele probably, if if all five guys go, Biotish, Martin, Smith, Smith, Steele, where, where would you rank him in your confidence level out of those top five guys on the offensive line? Just in general or to handle Nick Bosa? Mm, in general, but I want to throw the wrinkle in there, too. I want to hear both. I would put him, I'd put him probably fourth. And that's not bad because this is a really good offense. It's a good line. offense. There's all pros all, all yeah. around. I'd probably put him fourth, though. Maybe close to third with Tyron Smith. So you'd have Biotish fifth yeah. then at that point? Yeah. I think I would put Steele fifth just in terms of confidence level. And I love Terrence Steele. This mm-hmm. is not a knock on Terrence Steele, but that's just what it was. If everybody stays healthy up front and plays the Who's entire number one? game. Who's number one for you? Zach Martin. The way Tyler, Tyler Smith's, Smith's been, been playing incredibly well, but <laughs> Man, it's still Zach I think Martin. It's, it's the... It's coming. It's I think coming. it would be Martin, Tyler, Tyron, Biotish, Steele for me in that yep. order. One through five. Why are you looking at me sideways? You're putting Biotish before Steele? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Biotish has been good. Okay. I think Biotish is really, really good at commanding things pre-snap. Mm-hmm. I think that's where his invaluable assets come. But as far as like post-snap ability, I'd, 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 I'd rather have Steele. And it's not like Biotish is a world beater. I'm not putting him up no, against I, the Smiths, I, I, or <clears throat> I'm not putting him up against Martin. But just in terms of what he does on the interior, what he does calling coverages, what he does mm-hmm. commanding, like Nick said, that offensive line, I just find more confidence in him up front. Hmm. You think he deserves a larger contract than Steele? Mm, no. No, I don't. Because tackle and center are completely different positions, and it's far more valuable and far harder to find a better tackle on the outside than it is to find a center. I've been trying to replace Tyler Biotish in the draft the last two years. <laughs> I, know. I wanted Tyler Linderbaum the year before. I wanted John Michael Schmitz this year. I mean, that's just how, it, how it's always been. And that's nothing against Tyler Biotish. It's just because I think there are good centers out there yep. that you can find for value at the back half of the first or second rounds. So just just an interesting thought process. I'm interested to see what the fans think in that regard. Yeah. How would you, how would you rank one through five, the offensive linemen, if they're all start, starting five going, which, by the way, would just be a blessing in its own right, if all five are going up front, how would you rank them in your confidence level? That was actually a news and note that I forgot to add. The optimism is really growing on offense, all five offensive linemen playing on Sunday. All five were full participants in practice yesterday Ooh. for the first time ever. So should be should be fun. <laughs> that's the first time since all five or since Tyler Smith was drafted. Yeah, first time ever. That uh, well, I think they had maybe some training camp snaps for uh, like a yeah, hot regular second. season, regular that was season. It. Yeah, yeah, that's just that's wild. So you're saying there's a chance. Saying there's a chance. Just a bit. Second matchup that I have is uh, Brandon Ayuk. So uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, just the receivers in general for San Francisco, they move them around. Um, they're going to have them on both sides of the ball, moving in the slot, moving outside. Ayuk, he'll he'll mostly stay outside for the most part, but he'll still move from left to right. But I think he's going to be matched up with. Deron Bland more so than any. I think that's going to be a, a really big litmus test for Deron Bland. They're both about the same size. I feel like they both have about the same athleticism. This is really an opportunity for Bland to uh, go out there and prove that he's 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 going to be more than capable to handle things as the season goes on out there on the outside. Yeah, I like it. I think DB, I think he's capable of handling most guys. It just comes down mm-hmm. to, you know, sample size. You know, what does he do when he goes against Debo? And then, you know, yeah. that's that's my the physicality standpoint, that's always my concern in that regard. There's there's next to AJ Brown, I don't know a more physical receiver than Debo. Mm. I mm, you mean in the league right now, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably agree. Otherwise I would throw David Boston in there. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. I yeah, I think there's ways that Deron Blank can continue to get better. One thing I really liked about him this week was his mindset. I asked him I when we were in the locker room and he basically or what I the way I outlined it was how do you take the highs and and avoid the the good conversation how do you block out the 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 conversations in a week like this wherever everything is good everything is praising you just as much as you block it out whenever things aren't going your way and he said you just keep it in neutral all the way through keep that keep it moving in neutral 
And I said, how do you keep it moving in neutral whenever you're going up against a team like this? He's like, well, you don't know who you're going to face because you push them all the way around the line of scrimmage. You're going to see Debo one play. You're going to see McCaffrey the another play. Yep. You're going to see Ayuk and another opportunity. Where are you going to cover? It's because you've got to stay on your toes. And so that he's like, that's how you remain neutral is it's a test like that to where he's got to move forward and, and continue pushing in the right direction. Yeah, and since he got that first opportunity last year to step in for Jordan Lewis and really get those valuable snaps, Dan Quinn talks about it all the time. He's so even-keeled, and nothing is too big for him. He was told basically pregame in a game last year that he was going to have to start and get ready, and he was like, okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> all right. And, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the first segment, just not letting anything get to him. You know, He's definitely a guy that will probably take it game by game. Um, but I, I think if anybody's ready for this type of matchup this early in a career as a fifth round pick it's going to be deron bland and he's he's proven a, a lot of people wrong uh, especially draft people like like ourselves um since, since he's come into the league um our final matchup here this is the heavyweight one i think you could arguably say this is one of that more heavyweight ones that we'll see all season Trent mm. williams and michael parsons mm. so uh what, what are y'all's takes here bloody knuckles I, I i loved it whenever nate newton outlined it like that earlier we had a, a show earlier mm. in the week he said he said once this game's over if you don't have bloody knuckles, then then you're doing something wrong because that's what that type of matchup is going to look like because Mike is going to get some, Trent Williams is going to get some, and it's going to be a one-two punch absolute melee, and I love it. I can't wait to watch that. And rounds. to watch it on film too, Yeah, ooh, that's going to be fun. Which team – I'm sorry, I don't want to get us off the subject. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. Trent and Micah. I like it a lot because obviously there's an extreme size differential. Um, but in terms of intensity, I would say those guys are right there with each other. So I'm looking forward to that physical battle um, and how often does Micah change up his style because Trent Williams is a freaking black hole. And if you run into his chest, he just literally just swallows you. Yeah, engulfs you, man. Black so, hole. Yeah, I just, just I was watching. Like, that was a really good sound effect. That was, that was fantastic. I want Beamer to cut that. <laughs> I was watching Star Wars last night. Uh, <laughs> Ahsoka. You said, wow, it's Trent Williams. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, I'm looking, I, I look forward to that. I really do. Um, emotional intelligence, again, I bring that up. That's going to be big in this game. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see which team has the most flags. Is that what you were going to say to get us off topic? It is, yeah. It's not going to come from Trent Williams. It might come from Micah once, maybe twice, because he's trying to jump quickly. But I'm... Who's won the penalty battle the last two years? I'm going to find that real quick. While you're doing that, a quick caveat into this whole matchup here specifically is the fact that Micah Parsons last week was lined up on the opposite side more so than where he's usually coming off. Mm. We're just coming off that right side. Was that matchup based? Did, did did you see why, or did did you have any take on that? Because I I didn't really get a chance to really dive too deep into that with anybody this week, and I mm-hmm. I don't know. It was no. like the first time in a really long time that he was coming off the left side instead of the right. Hmm. I don't know. I, I may that might have been in regards to him having been a little bit hobbled uh, the last game. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a little beat up coming off the other game, so that might have played a part in it. Um, in terms of what, what ankle and you know or knee, whatever he had going on, you might put yep. more emphasis on. But I don't know. That's but also Trent Brown has started the season really strong at left tackle. Yeah. So maybe they just flipped to give Michael the better matchup. You know, could see that this week. That's why yeah. I throw that in there. That's why I, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that was something you wanted to see was more Micah around the line of scrimmage and not in just in one spot. Because you had yeah. compared well, it to what J- Matthew Judon did. Yeah, move him around. Mm-hmm. Move him around. I mean – Listen, you want as a defensive coordinator your job, and this is what makes Dan Quinn so good. You just put your guys in the best position to win their battles. Doesn't matter. It's not a knock on your abilities to say I want to line you up against their weakest opponent. Yeah, I mean, at least I guess their weakest, you know, um, personnel guy. I mean, it's, it's not. I can see Micah getting frustrated about that. Like, no, I want to take on Trent. But then, no, no, play. Just go beat up on this dude. You know, you have your you have your time to to go against Trent. But like, we're gonna in this particular look in this particular front, we want you over here. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's you understand that you take the. Hmm, I can't say that. Um, yes, you can say it with your chest. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say you take the, the like. Hmm, I can't say it. I don't know how to say. It. Anyways. Yeah, you just you you submit to your defensive coordinator at that point, mm-hmm. right? You just say, okay, I got you, right? You take you take you take the you take what he's saying, and you go out there and you just play your position, you play your role, you make your contribution from that particular spot. I mean, doesn't it help that you can trust your defensive coordinator Absolutely. in this current scenario? Absolutely, but I'm saying some guys would take that as a shot to their manhood, like, no, nah, sure. we don't want you going against Trent. Go over here on the other side, like, no, nah, play, I can handle him. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> it's like, a pride factor. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Mm. By the way, penalties, uh, 2021, of course, that was a huge storyline in 2021. Mm. 14 penalties for 89 yards compared to 9 for 58 from San Francisco. A lot of so flags, flags, bro. I remember flags. that. I remember and then that. last year in the, in the divisional round, it was 5 penalties for 50 yards compared to 3 penalties for 30. So even in a game where you took it from 14 to 5, San Francisco still had fewer penalties. Very interesting. So maybe you win the penalty battle. Maybe you'll have a good chance to win the game, too. So stay disciplined all the way through. Key matchups with Nick Harris. I really liked it. Yep. Lots of good Article will be week. out on DallasCowboys.com later today. There so. you go. Plenty Boom. more In to your face. By the way, when we come back, it's time to make our picks. 888-855-2297. Get on the phone line now. We've got a pick em segment coming up next on Talking Cowboys. Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. Talk to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. We've got to mow through this pretty quickly here before Cowboys storyline at uh, 10 o'clock. Before we get to our fan call, let's go ahead and update the standings. Is Isaiah? And I entered last week tied at the top of the scoreboard. That is no longer the case as Isaiah has dropped down. He went two and four last week, including picking against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, what's up about that? Mm. Mm. He should get a double L for that. Mm. You know who should get a double dub for a great week? <laughs> uh, Nick Harris yeah. went five and one. Yeah, come He's on now. Back at 500. You, you know what's tough? I, I would have gone six and oh if the Bears didn't blow a 21 point lead to the Broncos yep. in the fourth quarter. So. That's what happens. You get what you can get, but really good week. Yep. Happy about it. Great week. So Nick is at 12 and 12. John is also there. He went 500 again last week to stay at 500. In third place is now Isaiah, 14 and 10 overall. And I am tied at the top with the fans, 16 and 8. Oh, just two games. Is where we've got. Yeah, it's just so, two games. Well, you, go. Yeah. I went 4 and 2. 
The fans last week with Mike in New York and all the energy that he brought to the table, they went five and one it's like, with Mike it's like, in New York. It's like a four by 100 meter race, Kyle. You know what I'm saying? I just mm. like being on the curve, just seeing my competition <laughs> ahead. You know what I mean? Getting, getting but then when I come it. off that curve, it's <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. You oh, hear that baton whistling at you? You know you're rolling, baby. <laughs> All right. We've got Jorge in California. Jorge, how's it going? Good, good. You guys? Doing great. What part of Cali? Uh, from uh, Central Valley, the Central Valley, California. Oh, very nice. Uh, about like an hour and a half from Santa Clara. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's very awesome. Uh, okay. So now we've got plenty of pressure on you because you're tied up at the top with the fans, 16 and eight overall. Can you handle the pressure this week? I'm all about it. Let's go all about mm-hmm. it. Let's ride. All right. Texans at the Falcons to start. We'll let Jorge start. Uh, CJ Stroud has been on the roll. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Texans. Mm, going with the Texans. Isaiah Texans and who? Uh, the Falcons at Atlanta. I'm rock with Texans. D'Amico Ryans. Let's go. Mm, give me the Falcons, the B. John Robinsons, give me the game, Desmond baby. Ritters with Let's a rebound go. win. Yeah, give me the Texans here. Ooh, yeah. Going with the Texans. Yeah. All right. Ravens at the Steelers. Nick, I'll let you start that one off. A classic rivalry game in the AFC. Yeah, especially given the health of Kenny Pickett, I'm going to go ahead and go Ravens here. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Isaiah? Give me the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Jorge? Believe we're on the same page, Ravens. All the way across the board. Congratulations to the Steelers on their Steelers on their Week Five win. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> I think it's happened every time we've gone across the board. I think the opposite team has won outside of the Cowboys. The only team that has it. Titans at the Colts in Indianapolis. Isaiah, I'll let you start this one. A divisional rivalry between a division that is all two and two, all the way top to bottom. Is Richardson's back? Uh, is he back? Yes, as far as I know. Okay. Yes, Colts. Colts? Give me the Titans. I like the way they looked last week. They got a big win last week. I think they're going to keep King that role. Henry? Give me the Colts. Taking the Indy. Colts. Yeah. Two Jorge. games, baby. It's two games. I'm, going with I'm coming for you, though. Going with the Titans? I like that pick. Tennessee and company, the fans, and, and myself just continuing <laughs> to roll along. What was that? We're reeling you in, buddy. Whatever, dude. <laughs> You're just building the gap is what it is. Jets at the Broncos Ooh. in a interesting showdown. And the Broncos, of course, salvaged a win last week for the first time on the season. We'll let Jorge start on this one. Jets at Broncos. Yeah, I think I will go with the Jets just based on how Wilson performed last week. Jets did look good. I think that defense is good enough to get the win. Give me New York on the road. What you got? I'm going with A.A. Ron. <laughs> and his speed bridge. That's right. <laughs> Making his return this He's week. Out. He, was out of, he wasn't even in a cast. Yeah, he was He's already walking. That's He's already madness. Walking. It's incredible what he's doing. Yeah, something stinks with this game, uh, which the line is Broncos two and a half. I don't, oh. I don't know, but I'm taking Jets. Yeah, taking the Jets all the way through. Dang it. All right, Packers at the Raiders. This is Monday Night Football, so we'll have to wait a little bit for this one. Packers on the road against Las Vegas. Two and two Packers, one and three Raiders in Vegas. Isaiah, I'll let you start. Give me the cheeseheads. 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 Packers on That's the right. road. That's right. I'm going to take the Raiders to rebound at home yes. and get the dub. I'm trying to go opposite of Isaiah here. Love it. Make mm. things interesting. What you got? Come on. Mm. Flip the coin here. Get Devontae. Raiders. Ooh. Go, baby. Isaiah's yeah. <laughs> either going to have a really bad in the week game. or go. a really good week. Devontae Adams revenge game. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, I didn't even think about that as an aspect. Well done. All right, uh, Jorge, who we got? I'm going to go with the Packers. Hate to say it. Jorge, my guy. Okay, there you go. All right, here's the one that we've all been waiting for. Cowboys at the 49ers. It is a historic Rivalry, 20, excuse me, 10 Super Bowls. Wish it was 20. 10 Super Bowls combined, 15 NFC championships, and just one combined loss in the 2023 season. Cowboys at 49ers, 720 kickoff on Sunday Night Football. Jorge, who you got? How about them Cowboys, baby? 28-24. 28-24. Thank you for the call. Have fun out there on the West Coast. Are you going to game? Are you going to the game on Sunday? I will be there. That's awesome. You're going to have to say hi to Nick Harris. I will. I will. There you go. Y'all have fun out there. Thank you for calling Jorge, and thank you for representing the fans so well on the phone line today. All right. There he goes. Jorge is 
I'm going to give it to Nick Harris first to get us started. It's, this game is going to take uh, Dak Prescott, I think, throwing for 300 yards and keeping the ball clean. I think the running game is definitely going to have to get going as well. Um, but I'm going to take the Cowboys here. I I, um, I feel like they can go into San Francisco, especially with the uh, the memories of the last two seasons on their backs, and a couple of different uh, playmakers that can get involved: the Brandon Cooks, Stephon Gilmore, a healthy Tony Pollard. Give me the Cowboys here on Sunday night. I think they show up and get it done. Okay, I'm going to wow. take the Cowboys too, uh, in a tight one. I just think they they are approaching this game with a different mentality. There's a bit of in- intensity in that locker room. There's a way. Uh, there's a part of this roster that was built specifically to beat teams like Philadelphia and San Francisco because mm-hmm. of what has happened the last two years and just how good this team was at 12-5 and five in the past. They're not going to win every game this year, but they're going to win this game. And I, I think they'll win it 22-20 in a weird final score, late game. It's going to take Dak Prescott having some heroics down the stretch, and he's going to get the job done, and they're going to right the ship against the San Francisco 49ers on the road. A score Agami? Score gummy. Say it with it? your chest. I don't know. It's twenty two twenty. I don't like think it is. I don't think it's twenty two twenty. Well, second week in a row. Second week in a row. It's gonna be a tough matchup. It's like no, last week was not tough. Um, but you still picked the other team. I did pick the other team. I thought the, I thought the defensive line was gonna do better, but they didn't. I, and I'm happy for it. <laughs> I actually ended the show. I actually ended the show saying I hope that I'm wrong. You did say that. You did say that. I'll give you credit. Um, hope is not. A you strategy were wrong until last week. Um. 28-24, Kyle. Good game. Good game. Great game. Really Comes down game. to the last drive. I'm okay. talking about like, like, woo, like holding your stomach, standing up, can't even sit down, like looking at the TV, like duck hunt. You know, you get close to the TV when you're playing duck hunt. Like that's how close the guys are going to be in front of their TVs. It's like George Pickens on draft oh, night. Oh, man. Yeah, like in front of your big screen. Let's go. Um, Cowboys. Ooh. Okay. Really? Yes. I yes. feel terrible about my pick now. Yes. Why? Because, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think this is one of the most mm, intense games that you've seen in a long time. Yeah. This is going to be fun. I think it's physical. I think there's a lot of talking. I think there's a lot of flags. Um, got to control it. You got to control it. But, oh, man, it's going to be it's going to be amazing. This is going to be so fun. Get in front of your freaking TV. I can't wait for this one. I really if, can't. If you don't have a big screen TV, like go buy one and return it. Just because you have to, you have to, <laughs> you have to <laughs> keep the receipt. Yeah, keep the receipt. You have to go get in front of the TV. Just like, got to, got to, got to just quickly remove yeah. the tape and yeah. get really, really That's close it. there. We're getting kicked out of the studio. We could be here all Sorry. day. Sorry, Beamer. We could be here all day long if we wanted to. But the Cowboys and the 49ers, 720. Kickoff on NBC. Catch pregame live 6 o'clock Central Time on DallasCowboys.com. And, of course, they've got the watch party out at AT&T Stadium as well. For Isaiah Stanback, Chris Beam in the back, John Machota all week, and our partner Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. Enjoy the game. Enjoy this moment, everybody. Enjoy a Cowboys win on Sunday Night Football. We'll see you on Monday with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys.